I believe that every citizen, regardless of race, ethnicity, social and economic status, religion, non-religion, gender or sexual orientation, should have the exact same rights as every other citizen, including the right for consenting adults to marry whom they love. On March 31st, my husband and I will celebrate our wedding anniversary. Every year about this time, I find myself thinking back to that happy day and the days leading up to it. You know those shows you see on television where the bride spends huge amounts of time, thought, and bucks choosing the just right ring, dress, caterer, flowers, music, photographer, and reception venue for her big day? Those shows where every minute detail of the wedding production is analyzed, critiqued, and judged for its merits on visual perfection? Where the ceremony is somber and refined and the highlight of the whole shebang is the dress the bride wears? Yeah, that wasn't us. My engagement ring was a little garnet ring I picked out from a small jewelry shop in Pike Place Market in Seattle, and the man who sold it to us was cheerfully, flamboyantly, hilariously gay. He had us cracking up the minute we walked into his shop. My wedding dress was the first dress I tried on from the sales rack at our local Bon Marche. Cost me 120 bucks. Our minister was a hoot. We'd met with him for a required counseling session, and when he told us that anything he had to say to us would be pretty much useless at this point, because it's really only after the wedding that the bride and groom realize what they've gotten themselves into, we later learned that he'd just recently been divorced, we immediately recognized the man had a sense of humor, and he was, for sure, the minister we wanted officiating our nuptials. The wedding was a joyful, light-hearted affair in a small Methodist church in Gig Harbor. I remember the minister asking us if we really wanted to hold the service in his church. It was very small, could maybe hold 100 people, and very old. It's since been torn down and a larger church built in a different location. But for our purposes, that little church was perfect. I liked the cozy smallness of it and the stained glass windows. And from the church's step, we could look out across the water and see Mount Rainier rising above the hills in the distance. The wedding itself was simple, joyful, and natural. We weren't too concerned with perfection. We just wanted our guests to feel comfortable and loved. The reception was held in my parents' backyard with the sound of laughter and the smell of daffodils and plum blossoms filling the air. And we played volleyball in the pasture. The groom's team won, but it was a close game. The minister came to the reception and fit right in with our hooligan families and friends. Before he left, he told us that sometimes he really is worried about the future of the newlyweds he marries. They often seem more concerned about the wedding than the actual marriage. But after watching us yucking it up with our families and friends, he felt good about being a part of our ceremony. He knew we were going to be all right. We knew how to laugh. When I think about that day, I can't imagine why anyone would want to deny other people the right to a wedding and to a lifelong commitment in marriage with the partner they love. I can't understand why any heterosexual couple would feel their own marriage is threatened by giving someone else the same rights that they have. I feel a real yearning for other folks who love one another and are brave enough to make a commitment to each other to be allowed to have what my husband and I were allowed to have. Mary Baker Eddy writes in Science and Health with Key to the Scriptures, Happiness is spiritual, born of truth, 
and love. It is unselfish. Therefore, it cannot exist alone, but requires all mankind to share it.